Welcome to Tashma, the podcast where you get to listen in on Hadar's Beit Midrash. I'm Rabbi Avi Killip. Each week this year, we will hear a Dvar Torah on the weekly Parsha from Rabbi Eli Kampfer. Let's listen in. The rhythm of our week includes a day dedicated to feeling God's presence differently from the rest of the week, Shabbat. A prayer recited only on Shabbat, beginning with the words Yismach Moshe, Moshe rejoiced, explores our connection to God and Shabbat through the lens of Moshe's experience of God. Parshat Vayakel Pekude opens with Moshe gathering the people to hear God's commandments. But what follows is not a listing of diverse rules, but rather one command only, to keep Shabbat. Why is Moshe teaching about Shabbat now in the middle of the instructions about the Mishkan? Indeed, this moment of instruction about Shabbat follows a description of Moshe's intense encounter with God in which he received the law over 40 days and nights. After God spoke to Moshe and gave him the law following the breaking of the first tablets, Moshe came down to speak to the people. The intensity of the encounter between God and Moshe left a mark, literally, on Moshe. Quote, when Moshe came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of the testimony in Moshe's hand, when he came down from the mountain, Moshe did not know that the skin of his face was radiant in God speaking with him. Exodus 34, 29. Moshe's face was literally shining from the time that Moshe had spent with God. Although the people are afraid of Moshe in this state, Exodus 34, 30, Moshe nevertheless imparts the law that he had received from God to Israel, 34-32. Yet the only law we hear explicitly is the one concerning Shabbat, Exodus 35-2-3. Why is Shabbat singled out in this narrative? While the children of Israel cannot experience the intensity that Moshe had in communing with God, perhaps there is an echo of that encounter in the gift of Shabbat. After all, Shabbat is the day set aside for us to be closer to God, removing the barriers that often exist during the week. The connection between Moshe's encounter with God and our experience of Shabbat appears in an unusual prayer we recite in the opening to the fourth blessing of the Amidah on Shabbat morning. Quote, Moshe rejoiced in the gift of his portion, Yismach Moshe b'matnat chalko that you called him trusted servant, Kieved Ne'eman Karatalo. A crown of glory you placed on his head, Kleel Tiferet Natata, in his standing before you on Mount Sinai, Har Sinai, and two tablets of stone he brought down in his hand, Ushne Luchot Avanim Horid Biado, and the observance of Shabbat was written on them, Vichatu Bahem Shmirat Shabbat. This prayer has long been considered strange. In fact, Rashi refused to recite it because, quote, he didn't know what the connection was between Shabbat and Yismach Moshe. Indeed, until we arrive at the last line of the poem, which mentions Shabbat explicitly, this could have been an ode to the Ten Commandments more generally. And yet, when read in light of the verses that speak about Moshe's intense encounter with God, followed by Moshe's focus on the laws of Shabbat, Exodus 34, 29-35-3, this poem works to connect Moshe's experience receiving the commandments and our experience in celebrating Shabbat. The poem begins with Moshe's rejoicing over the, quote, gift of his portion, matnat chalko. What is the gift that Moshe is so happy about? 
The next line of the poem makes this clear, that God called him a trusted servant. This is drawing from the narrative in which God explains to Aaron and Miriam that Moshe is the only one who can speak directly to God. Quote, Hear my words. When a prophet of Hashem arises among you, I make myself known to him in a vision. I speak in a dream. Not so with my servant Moshe. He is trusted throughout my house. Mouth to mouth, I speak to him, plainly and not in riddles, and he beholds the likeness of Hashem. Numbers 12, 6 through 8. God explains that Moshe can connect with God like no one else, not even Aaron and Miriam. Our prayer is drawing on the language of Numbers 12, 7. Our prayer reads, Ki eved ne'aman karatalo, you called him trusted servant. Numbers 12.7 reads, Avdi Moshe bechol beitin e'manhu. My servant Moshe is trusted in all my house. Moshe is trusted ne'eman throughout God's proverbial house, which means Moshe has direct access to God's presence more than anyone else. This is cause for Moshe to rejoice. Next, the prayer describes the klil tiferet, the crown of glory that God places on Moshe's head at the moment that Moshe stood on Sinai. What is this crown of glory? Commentators to the Sidur make clear this is the shining light of Exodus 34:29. This light is the physical representation of the uniquely close relationship Moshe had with God. The prayer calls this light a crown of glory. The next part of the poem says that Moshe brought down the tablets from Sinai, drawing language from Exodus 34:29. Our prayer reads, Ushne luchot avanim horid biado, and two tablets of stone he brought down in his hand. And Exodus 34 29 reads, Ushne luchot haedut biyad Moshe, huridato minahar, with the two tablets of the testimony in Moshe's hand when he came down from the mountain. Following Moshe's singular encounter with God, evidenced by the light that shines from his face, Moshe brings the tablets down from the mountain. Finally, the poem tells us that the law of keeping Shabbat was written on the tablets, just as the narrative in Exodus ends up focusing on Shabbat as the one commandment that is explicitly described from among the laws Moshe brings down, Exodus 35, 2-3. In sum, the poem recounts the transition from Exodus 34 to 35, the receiving of the law, Moshe's shining face, and the recounting of Shabbat. What is the connection between Moshe's deep encounter with God and the law of Shabbat? While only Moshe can have this kind of encounter with God, the Jewish people have an opportunity for an analogous experience each week in our celebration of Shabbat. Shabbat is a day of encounter in which all who keep it have the opportunity to emerge with a version of the powerful glow that Moshe experienced after having lived on the mountain of God for 40 days and nights. My experience of God on Shabbat is more intense than on weekdays. While I don't have a shining face from a direct encounter with God, the emotional state I can achieve on Shabbat and the connection with God I feel on Shabbat has the potential to be quite deep. As Rabbi Abraham Joshua Heschel wrote, quote, The seventh day is a dimension in which the human is at home with the divine. 
To me, this recalls the vision of Yechezkel 46.1, in which the door to the inner court of the sanctuary is closed six days of the week, but open on Shabbat. On Shabbat, we have more access to God's presence. This prayer, then, is not just an ode to the special connection between God and Moshe. It is also a nod to the ways in which we can connect intensely with God's presence through the day of Shabbat. In this reading, the poem becomes a powerful argument that Shabbat morning be considered as an opportunity, a time when the experience of prayer is not used to put forward requests or to acknowledge moral or spiritual shortcomings, but rather to remind ourselves about the opportunity to commune with God in some analog to the intimacy that Israel's greatest prophet once knew with the God of Israel. Shabbat Shalom. Our producers for this podcast are Sam Greenberg and Jeremy Tabak. Thank you to David Chabinski for editing this episode. I'm your host, Rabbi Avi Killip. It's been a pleasure to learn with you.